You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me tonight to Jeremiah chapter 31. And um, reading one verse, uh, verse 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And will be their God, and they shall be my people. This, this was a pro- prophecy, a prophetic voice that was speaking about the day that we live in today. Of course, if you go back to Old Testament, you'll notice, um, and you can study, and I won't spend time talking about them all tonight, but there's at least seven major feast festivals that Israel participated in. Some think there's even more than that, but there's at least seven. And just to give you an example of of what was happening in that day, you have uh, the Passover uh, festival feast, which which is uh, in our day, you see that as Calvary and the crucifixion. That happened. uh, Jesus died at the Passover. And so the connection to those, that festival, Pentecost, was a festival of the Old Testament. It's not just a, a New Testament word. That's an actual fe- festival of the Old Testament. Obviously, that is representation of the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that's speaking about the festival of the Old Testament. And so then you have uh, trumpets, which is a representation of the rapture, the coming of of Jesus Christ. He is coming back for his church. He is coming back for his church. That's not just a myth or something that we talk about. He is coming back for his church. And everything that we see happening around us, uh, uh, it indicates that we are closer to the coming of the Lord than we obviously have ever been. And so the festival of trumpets representing the second coming of Jesus Christ. The festival of tabernacles, which uh, was a celebration where they went out in, and, and, and had uh, made uh, brush arbors and stayed in them for seven days. And that is a representation of eternal life and how we will spend eternity with the Lord. And so you can go through and study what happened in the Old Testament and each of the festivals. But tonight, I want to speak to you about the handwriting on the heart. The handwriting on the heart. Uh, The Feast of Pentecost, uh, remembering our past blessings and worshiping God can, can change our state of mind. How you think can be altered by 
uh, remembering what God has done for you and I in the past. Uh, more importantly, it can change the atmosphere of our heart. Uh, at any given moment, uh, you can be feeling down and, and, and weary. You can be feel, feeling overwhelmed and, 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 and burned out. You can be feeling like uh, you're helpless or hopeless, uh, but you start thinking about what God has done. Uh, and it reminds you that if God did it before, he can do it again. See, God knows uh, our makeup. He knows uh, exactly how you uh, and I are formed. And so this was no different to the Israelites. Uh, uh, he, he was going to allow them to appreciate the many things that he had done for them. And so he instituted these festivals. And in these festivals, these religious feasts, uh, there was the Feast of Pentecost. It was, well, it was one of those days that it was ordained by God to help them celebrate uh, celebrate two things the harvest uh, and the giving of the mosaic law they were celebrating uh, what god had done for them the celebrating of the harvest pentecost was designed to cause people to to pause and to recognize uh, god's provision it was to help them exercise uh, uh, in being thankful uh, much like uh, the tradition that we would have maybe over over uh, being thankful over your food or or being uh, thankful of or appreciative of something god has done uh, but the the festival of pentecost was so much uh, more more uh, recognized and 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 they realized uh, and recognize how many things that God had done for them. It is absolutely crucial that you and I as, as apostolics tonight never forget what God has done for you and I. Listen, we can become so accustomed to coming to the house of the Lord. You just heard it from the brother from Ukraine. Don't take for granted being able to come to the house of the Lord. We have watched over the last two years how that can be upset in just a moment of time that our whole processes can be changed and all of a sudden we're not able to be in the house of the Lord together. Don't take it for granted. Remember your Pentecost, the feast of Pentecost and recognize how many things God has done for you. It also was a recognition of or commemorating the giving of the law. Pentecost was, was uh, emphasized that the, the law was a, a great gift from God to his people. And the laws were intended to help humanity live uh, under morals and values. And, and history has testified to this fact as nations has, has put their principles together built upon the law. Now what's being challenged in our day is those laws everything that our our our, our countries have been built upon are are being uh, challenged and and there's a maneuvering around to try to change uh, the principles of what we have stood for and we should obviously obviously take the time to celebrate both God's uh, provision and his principles in our lives. The Jews uh, celebrated God's provision and his laws. And, and present day believers, uh, we should celebrate every time we're able to get together and 
thank God that he's given us the opportunity to live uh, uh, under a direction and live under uh, uh, the word of God that gives us uh, our, our guidelines and helps us understand. Listen, don't approach the word of God as uh, I can't do and I don't get to. Uh, no, no, approach it that he's given you provision, uh, an, op- an opportunity to be his uh, child and his family. Uh, he's given you a Pentecost that you can celebrate celebrate what he has done for your lives amen as believers uh, we get to show gratitude for his blessing and his provision and and we get to celebrate uh, and honor through our time and our energy and our giving uh, and and we understand all these things that they're because of the blessings of God the old covenant was how this started But the old covenant pointed out that humanities uh, had inabilities in some areas. And and, and obviously there was an impossibility of of people following the law to the letter. If you go back and study the the different laws... uh, and the 613 laws that they had, and it was impossible for people to continually not to make a mistake. Just the way it was. So the law was, was uh, it fell short. It fell short for humanity. And so Jeremiah, in the verse that I read to you, is promising... That there's a new covenant that was going to be coming. And God had this idea. An idea before creation. His plan was to conquer sin. And humanity would be given power that was needed to become children of God. And they would be able to establish a new covenant. A a new Pentecost in their life. This is what Jeremiah says in the passage. In chapter 31, verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law into their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know, they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them. I will forgive their iniquity, And their sin, I will remember no more. Now this, you read this in Jeremiah and you have to understand what he is saying. He's saying what people could not accomplish through the law was going to be replaced with a new covenant. And that new covenant was not going to be 613 laws for you and I to try to follow. But rather... He was going to take and he was going to write it on the tables of our heart. 
And those tables of our heart were going to have the powerful presence of God written there. The handwriting was going to be on the heart that you and I would have opportunity that when mistakes happened and things took place in our life that were beyond our control, mistakes that you desired not to be part of, things that happened intentionally and things that happened unintentionally, that God would allow his cleansing power to sweep over your life and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and filthiness of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. He would allow a cleansing to happen in your heart. Hallelujah. And a new Pentecost would take place in your life. I'm thankful tonight. I'm thankful that God allowed his promise to be put into my life. A divine illumination that comes from the reading and the understanding of his word. That foreshadows uh, the concepts that Paul would later talk about when he talked about the renewing of your mind. Instead of being uh, in relationship with a movement uh, or a denomination or, or some set of doctrines. Uh, and all those things are good in their own, uh, in their own way. But God, uh, he wanted to live inside of you. Uh, he wanted to take up residence uh, inside of you. Uh, he wanted you uh, to be part of that new covenant. Uh, he wanted you to be the person. Uh, hallelujah. Not just uh, any other person, but no you. Uh, where he would come. And take up residence in your heart that the law would be written in our heart. See, the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge, it could be illustrated by maybe the difference between reading about a hamburger and actually having one. You ever get caught up in the watching a picture of this fantastic burger that they're advertising? Everything about it looks incredible, perfect, juicy. Now, I, I'm just plain old pastor. So, I don't need all the tomatoes, and I don't need the pickles, I don't need the lettuce, I don't need any of those things. Just two juicy burgers, maybe two pieces of cheese, and a good coating of mustard. That's all I need. I don't want ketchup on there, I don't want... I don't need sauces and I don't need any of that stuff. I just need two juicy patties, two nice full size, not half slices of cheese. I want a full slice that falls out over the burger. And a nice good coating of mustard. Now, folks, I... I'm not interested in just watching the advertisement, looking at the screen, seeing it up on the wall. 
No. I want to take my teeth and I want to bite down. And there can be even a little bit of grease flowing. Don't want it heated up. Don't want it dry. No, it's going to be good and juicy. Now, there's a big difference between reading about that and biting your teeth into that. If I'm thinking tonight about the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge, that's how I can describe it. I'm not interested in having the head knowledge that the burger is a possibility. I want the heart knowledge that it is a reality. Has anyone ever eaten at Five Guys? Lord have mercy. If you've never eaten at Five Guys, then you don't know what a burger can really taste like. Oh, you'll want to go there after I'm done talking. Five Guys. If you ever get a chance to eat at Five Guys, they can make a burger. Now, it'll cost you about $10 for that stupid thing. But, boys, it's good. Don't get a junior. Don't get, no, no, no. Don't, like, don't try to, you know, no, no. Get a burger with a double one. And I'll tell you what. You'll go from head knowledge to heart knowledge in a hurry. You may even have heartburn following it. I don't know. See, what happened was something changed in the new covenant. It wasn't a do and don't. It wasn't something they just had to learn. It wasn't just going to be a head knowledge. There was something that happened in the heart. The handwriting was on the heart. When, when Pentecost happened, it was more than just a festival of the Old Testament. Something happened that day when God started to write on the hearts of individuals that said, what do we got to do, Peter? What is it that happened to you and the approximately 120 in the upper room? What is it that happened to you that instant that we have not had happen to us? And that's why you see chapter 2 of Acts begin with, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It was more than head knowledge, folks. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues 
words, as the Spirit gave the utterance, it went from the tablets of stone to the tablets of your heart. It went from head to heart. It went from an old covenant to a new covenant. The handwriting on the heart. And this, this event, you say, Pastor, we've heard it before. We're going to preach it because it still works. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, uh, you're missing out. If you're not filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's more for you. If you don't uh, have uh, the, the moment where you've been filled uh, with the evidence of speaking in another tongue, God wants to fill you. Hallelujah. There is nobody that he doesn't want to fill. There's something about his, his powerful promise that he wants to write it on your heart. The youngest to the oldest, everyone has the opportunity to have it written on their heart. Music come. Speaking in unlearned languages was not a random phenomenon. For people to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, they needed an empowerment from God. Only God can write this on your heart. See, to receive the Spirit, we must surrender our minds, our emotions, our bodies, especially our tongue, to God. And speaking supernaturally, demonstrated by the power of God's presence, it goes right to your heart. Spirit-filled believers often find that there are days when the only way that they find enough strength and courage to get through the day is because of the power of the Spirit. If you depend on your own strength, you'll have days where you will not feel like you can make it. But if your dependence is upon the powerful presence of God, where the handwriting has been on your heart, It'll give you the courage. It'll give you the strength that's needed in that you'll be able to conquer and overcome and live victorious. See, on the day of Pentecost, there was a new and better covenant. A covenant that you are sealed with Him. A covenant that's based on the finished work of Calvary. Yes, we're expected to hold up our end of the bargain in our relationship with God but folks uh, let me tell you if our churches ever get an understanding of how powerful the Holy Ghost really is it will change everything about how we live how we go about our day how we focus on the people around us how we approach what's happening in our life if we ever get a full understanding and an illumination of how powerful the new covenant is that he wrote on your heart It'll change our thinking. It'll change our mindsets. See, the Holy Ghost gives you and I power. Living under the new covenant is better than the old. Think of it this way. You got an old job. 
all of a sudden, in that old job, you're given a raise. You're given better working in conditions, better benefits, more, more vacation, better people to work with, maybe a little more authority. You're still doing the same job, but there's a lot of things better about it. Raise is not good. Better benefits is not good. More vacation is not good. Better people to work with. Better equipment. I mean, there's no one in this room at your job. If they offered you all those things, you say, you know what? I don't think it's necessary. I'm just going to keep using the old stuff. And the t- keep giving me the terrible people. And I'll take a decrease in pay. No, no one, no one. No one's going to approach it that way. The opposite. You want to give me a raise? When does it start? Better equipment. When's that show up? More vacation? How soon can I take it? You're working the same job, but you got better conditions. Listen, you're living the same life, but with the Spirit. Something is different when you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You still go through challenges of life, and you still go through ups and downs, and and you're still faced with all kinds of obstacles. But when you're filled with the Spirit, you got a different approach. You got a different outlook. You got a different end game. You got a different result coming. There's something different about you when you're filled with His Spirit. Listen, when He wrote it on your heart, He changed your life. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. I don't want to mess with your theology tonight. But I want to handle a misconception. The Holy Ghost is much more than just speaking in tongues. I'm thankful for the infilling and the proof of the utterance of His Spirit. But the Holy Ghost in my life is a way more than just talking in tongues. When God changed my life and filled me with His Spirit, He gave me something to hold on to. That no matter what I face today or what's coming around the corner tomorrow, the joy of the Lord is my strength and in his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore when he wrote on your heart 
when he wrote on your heart it was more than just well that's an event that I can write down put it in my Bible no 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 he has so so much desire to have a daily relationship with you that each and every day his presence comes alive in your life oh God stir our spirits Lord break through the callousness of our heart the formalities God that we've created break through break through all that stuff God break through the traditions that we've built break through God all the customs that we've come and so familiar with break through all that stuff in our life God and allow the power of your spirit to come alive the way you desire for it to be the handwriting on your heart too many people still serve God out of fear thinking that he is trying everything in his power to make your life miserable it's not how it is it is not how it is everything about his spirit is to give you life and life more abundantly folks that's when he filled you with Holy Ghost and fire there's nothing normal about being filled with his spirit it'll help you pray in a way when you don't know how to pray it'll turn your night into a golden day it'll give you hope when you have nowhere else to turn it'll be a comfort when no one else understands it'll be a joy when everything else is falling apart It'll lift you up when everyone's trying to put you down. It'll build you up, hallelujah, when, when life just comes crashing in. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. He'll fight your battles. He'll stand on your behalf. He'll become your advocate when needed. Hallelujah. He'll be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Hallelujah. He'll seal you with the Spirit. Hallelujah. And claim you to be His own. This is a handwriting on your heart. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.